Welcome to the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of Brian, your host, and his guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested. So please consume at your own risk. Now, here's Brian. gentlemen and whoever else is listening welcome back to the program today we're doing something a little different and flipping the microphones and i will be a guest on the command performances podcast hosted by cheryl Knowlton. cheryl is a public speaker a public speaking coach a real estate teacher real estate coach and all-around bundle of amazing energy so sit back and let her grill me with all the questions Hey, my fabulous friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Command Performances. I have birthday boy and very fabulous friend, Brian Parrish, in the house today. Brian, I'm so happy that we're finally doing this. Finally. It's 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 been it's taken a minute. It has taken a minute. That's what happens when you are a busy podcast host, realtor. Yeah, and and you say that your title is lost in life turned podcast host and realtor. That's hysterical. So yeah, tell us about you. Well, that that whole change, I had been raised to work hard and um just survive. I was mm-hmm. taught to my dad survived. My my parents were survivors. They are not like they were dying, but they just ground through life and had the jobs and and I was taught just do that, get a secure job and just crunch through. And I was doing that and I had a 20 year career in graphic design and marketing and got burnt out with that. So I left that and then just to have, and I left it in a really stupid time. I was building a house <laughs> and I walked away from my job because I was experiencing like some ridiculous crippling anxiety that I'd never experienced before in my life. I didn't really know what it was. And my mm-hmm. wife works in mental health field, but she was the last person I even thought about talking to about it. So she had no idea. She's like, why are you quitting your job when we're building a house? That is the stupidest thing those in real estate know to do. But yeah. I did it. Oh. And I was just a, I was a construction grunt for a couple of years, just trying to have anything to do, any job just to pay the bills. And I just had this, like felt like a rock bottom. Like I was just existing, grinding through, making 20 bucks an hour at 48 years old. And I was like, I cannot live this way anymore. No way. Wow. So a friend of mine said, Go get your license and sell for a builder. Yes. So I just did it and also started a podcast because that's something I've always wanted to do. I, I love talking love to people. There's so- my nutshell story. I love it. And we'll dive deeper into, into your amazing story because I hear our listeners who are all over the world going, wait a minute, I want to hear more about that. Wait a minute, I want to hear more about that. Um, your podcast, Perish the Thought Podcast, what made you decide you wanted to start a podcast? There was a TV show on BYU TV called The Story Trek that, that ran for like 11 seasons. The guy would go up to someone's random house, knock on the door with his camera and say, what's your story? Literally, that was the preparation. Mm. Sometimes people would say, get off my porch. Sometimes they would say, actually, most of the time people would say, who am I? What do I, no one wants to hear from me. I'm nobody. And he pokes at him a little bit and digs a little deeper in. Everyone has something 
that can entertain or uplift or inspire. So mm-hmm. I said, that's a perfect model. Now I don't randomly just go up to people with my podcast, but I reach out to people that I hear an interesting story, even like your story. I'm going to have you on at some point. I would be honored. How, how, what makes you tick? What experiences in life have led you to whatever? And there's no shortage of stories. So I, I, I don't have a specific theme. It's whoever will talk and share their story. And some are crazy and fun and some are really sad and depressing. But I like hearing that. I've always been genuinely interested in people. So it's easy for me to, to talk with them. I love that. And I believe, and I believe you do too, that everyone has a story. Everyone. That's, that's, that's the subhead or the, you know, the sub theme of my shows. Everyone has a story. Mm, I love that. And now you have completed over 150 episodes. Yes. Five years and, and I, I can't, it's sort of, bec- it's, it's calling me now. It's a hobby. I've made $30, I think in five years with it. Yeah, baby. So, so I'm, I'm a professionally paid podcaster, but it uh, it calls me. I, I can't go more than a few weeks without. All right, I got there's someone else. There's someone other, another story I got to tell or I got to hear, and it just it gives me fuel and it's giving me a purpose outside of being a dad and working and grinding. I love this, and I've often said that if I could balance, if I could flop this and get paid to do this and do real estate on the side, I'd give it a go. I be beautiful. I love that. It is a labor of love for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of work. A lot it of work. is. It is a lot of work, but we do it because we love it, right? Yeah. And to hear that, you, and there's, and real stories. Not uh, like people say, "Well, are you trying to get some famous people?" And I'm like, mm, "Not really interested in having famous people." Um, because one, I get fanboy and I I choke up and don't ask very good questions because I'm in the in right? the presence of somebody famous. So I yeah. just want the the average duck for lack of a better term. I hate kind of hate using that, but the real guy next story. door. Yeah. Real stories from real people. Yeah. That is beautiful. So why real estate as you went through this major life transition? Um, why real estate? I had was working again. I was working con- as a construction grunt for this builder or this, the developer, his son was in, was in, um, was part owner of this other builder. And I went to him and I said, do you guys have any construction jobs I can do? I don't know if I can work for your dad anymore. Cause it was a lot of, I was having a lot of daddy issues. Cause he was a lot like my father, ironically enough. So I was like, I can't do this anymore for 20 bucks an hour. I said, do you guys have something? And he just said, get your license. You're good with people do it. And I'd never wanted to do sales before because we've all had an experience with that guy who's schmarmy and gross and I thought, well, if I have to be that way, then I don't want any part of that world. I don't want to do sales. Yeah. But I was at rock bottom in terms of like, I can't live just existing anymore. So he said, just get your license and sell. So I did it, ground through the test, got the license. And it took me about six months to make my first sale. And it was tough at first. But the freedom that real estate allows me to do things and, and just have choices. Because when you're grinding for someone else, and having to ask, uh, you know, your boss or a stranger for permission to go hang out with your family, that's screwed up. And so many of us are doing that. And it's like, I'm not doing that anymore. No, so just the freedom. And no one's telling me what I'm worth. I can work as much or as little as I want. And I've been able to achieve things and do things that I never believed that I could because I just was never taught that. So it's been great. 
Wow. That that's so powerful. And I love all of that. And and I feel like a big part of of your story is is rooted and grounded like for many of us uh, in what we were taught how we were brought up what we saw modeled for us when we were kids and for you that was the grind get a secure job crunch through grind it out and and that you decided that that did not fit you it that's not how you wanted to live was there's a phrase i think brian tracy says you know we, we often a lot of us are living lives of quiet desperation mm-hmm and can't see the end. And I was there and I'm just like, I cannot do this anymore. It it's, I was dying, kind of dying every day spiritually. And I'm like, yeah, I could have survived and just muddled through, but my, there's this life is too short. And I was again, 48. I'm like, maybe I have 40 years left on the planet. If I do things right, maybe 50, I don't know. It's like, we have to live differently. So I, I did it and I'm living differently and it's stressful and scary and all those things and unsecure and sometimes secure, but so is working for, you know, the man or working for someone else and building their dream and grinding for someone else. That's scary as hell. And to be five years down the road, still working for someone else, even more scary. I just didn't want to do that. Yes. Now I, I, I witness you hitting the wall of realization and recognizing that this is not for me and I can't do this anymore. This is literally zapping my reason for living and, and I'm not willing to do this anymore. Yeah. And I was at the point again with this crippling anxiety, I wasn't suicidal, but I was jokingly going, saying things like that. Oh, there's a train. Maybe I'll just run it. Just kind of, it was scary. I'd never had those thoughts before. And I'd go into the stairwell and cry at lunchtime at this place I worked at this marketing agency I worked at because I was just so stressed and I didn't know what it was I always heard about anxiety and people getting depressed and things like that and I, I just kind of laughed it off I'm like whatever that's nothing but it was huge and real and I couldn't identify it but I, my only solution was leave this job now even though it was dumb and we ended up you know getting the house anyway thanks to my dear wife who pulled some rabbits out of some serious hats to make it happen um, but it was a Interesting time. Again, I would consider it like a rock bottom, you know. Yeah. Any sense. And for anyone listening who feels like they are surprised that they are resonating with that message, what what advice, having walked this path, Brian, would you give them? Try new things regardless, mm. especially if it's uncomfortable. Um, we all want to be comfortable but we know we can't be comfortable unless we get uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. those are all cliche things, but I mean, you know, you teach this, you coach this as well. Uh, another inspirational guru out there was uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. If those know who he is, Gary V. He was just like, Hey, just try stuff. doesn't matter how old you are. Try stuff. If it sucks, do something else, but try it. The whole, Oh, I can't do that. I can't go back to school or I can't change careers. I'm 48. I've got to stay solid and secure and there's a lot of that thinking and that just keeps you again i'm no model of all this i wouldn't say but i just had to change things for me i was desperate so it try stuff give yeah. it a go try something new i don't know have you tried anything new recently well i've taken two of your classes and that was new awesome and scary Yay. And I still don't feel like I know anything. 
but Whatever. but re- just jumping into you know I left I was with my my real estate career was with a builder and so I basically did the same thing for five and a half years because it was that's kind of the environment that it was set up mm-hmm. and I didn't learn I learned a lot about that builder and new construction and but I left them at the end of November to go out on my own and I realized there's so many things I just didn't know how to do because they were done for me. Mm-hmm. My mindset was, I want to be a better value and a better agent for buyers and sellers. And I, I won't learn those things if I stay with this builder in this kind of incubated environment. Mm. So I, I just, it's very uncomfortable right now and a little scary because it's like starting over because all my leads and connections were other outside agents. Now I'm competitors with those same people. So I have to, yeah. I have to, I have to shake the bushes and say, Hey, here I am. This is what I do now. And I'm still funny and cool or whatever you think of me. I'm still that. So it's, it's a little pressure, a lot of pressure. Yeah. But it's up to me. And I like that. No one else is telling me, well, you know, this is only going to get you this far. It's up yeah. to me. Freedom. Freedom. It's freedom is, and that's, you know, the earning of money and things like that. That's what I want. I want the freedom. I want choices. And before I just didn't ever think I had them and we were struggling and could barely do a vacation here and there because we were just existing, both my wife and I. So freedom is not overrated or under, yeah, not overrated. Yes. Freedom is, is power to choose and and to choose the life you want and to leave the legacy that you want to leave and to have your day filled with things that bring you joy rather than drudgery and grind. I love, I love your use of the word grind, Brian. That's a, that's a good word. Well, you know, the, the phrase, the, the, thank God it's Friday. Oh God, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. I grew up around that mentality and I don't think I ever vo- vocalized it, but I thought it a lot. And even now when Friday comes, I, I feel a little relief. I don't dread Mondays, but to have that existence, my feeling is if you, if you, if that's the way you are, you got to change something. Yes. Otherwise it's, you're going to, that's your, that's your mantra every week. And I'm like, eh, I don't want that either. No, life is too short. Life is too short. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And I know it's again, cliche, but cliches are real. So <laughs> built on truth, which is why they have become cliche, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So uh, I know that um, that in your real estate career, you your you approach all of it from a a beautiful place of gratitude that you've accomplished more than you ever thought possible, um, and that's that's really cool for anyone listening that. that you know, 48, age 48, you decided I absolutely have to do something different and you dove into it and it's been better than you ever imagined. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us about that journey. Well, I, I know funny enough that one of the, when I, I think I had my first week where I sold five homes in one week and that was mind blowing to me that I could, like, yep. oh, I, 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 I could do that. I can actually do this. And you get a taste of that success. And again, not necessarily for the money, although that's awesome is that, you know, I'd rather have zeros on the end of my problems than none. 
Um, I love that. Write that down, kids. But I, I remember telling, I was excited. I wanted to tell my dad. And he's very practical and he did I have I have nothing you know negative to say about him. He did the best he could and he worked his tail off and self-taught and everything. And I told him that and the reaction was, Well, son, don't don't forget your roots. And I know he was trying to protect me, but where it was coming from was don't become one of those wealthy snobs, you know, because anyone with money, they're unhappy and snobby and they've screwed everyone to get where they are. Is the mentality that's where it was coming from, and I'm like, well, dad, that's my roots. That mentality, that thinking, is kind of what's kept me just grinding my whole life. So I, I do want to forget some of those i the ideologies of my roots, but you know, obviously, don't want to forget you know my family and where I come from, and try to be humble. But so getting a taste of that, doing it, it's 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 infectious, and mm -hmm. you want to do that again, and. And to see my wife not panicking about money or having enough or being able to pay the bills was re it's been refreshing and we've been able to do some things and pay off some things and, and we have some freedom now and do a little bit of travel here and there just to have more experiences versus just stuff. I don't care about stuff. It does nothing for me. Mm -hmm. My poor son's always trying to get me to level up my fashion game and my vehicles and it's just not on my radar. I, I, I just want the freedom to make choices or not make choices. Yes, I love that. And that looks different for each and every one of us in terms of what we want to do with that freedom. And that's the whole gift, right? Is the ability to choose for yourself what it is you want. Do you want to go to Boise? Do you want to go to the Bahamas? You get to be the pilot of your own airline and just create what you want. Boise. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have dear friends from Boise. So. They're almost the same. Boise and Bahamas, it's almost the same, right? Uh, except the temperature this time of year, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love uh, that. Yes. And I, I I love what you said there about, about your dad. I had a, I, I, I love my dad. My dad um, was a, a World War II survivor. Um, not in the same way that that my husband's family, that, that they were World War II survivors. Um, my, my beautiful grandparents met, they were both, uh, they met in the army. They met at Fort Hood. It's not called Fort Hood anymore, but that formerly known as Fort Hood in Texas. They had two incredible sons, um, my, my uncle Hank and my dad. And my uncle, um, or my dad, wow. Edit team, friends. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we love our podcast editing team. My grandfather was uh, a veterinarian for the army. He was in charge of the army's horses. Cool job, right? I mean, it's something that we don't even think about. Like, whoa. And my grandmother was an army nurse. And my grandfather was a man of unbelievable integrity. And he discovered corruption in the army's supply chain. No. And he reported it to the wrong people. And he got sent to the front lines and he was sent to the Philippines and he was captured by the Japanese and tortured and ultimately did not ever make it home. And my grandmother never remarried, never even looked at another man. She felt like she was eternally married in her heart to my grandfather. Um, she was uh, a devout Catholic and, and she was married to my grandfather and that was it. And that ship had sailed 
in every way. And, and she dedicated herself to raising those two boys. They were both valedictorian of their high school class. They both went to UC Berkeley. My uncle became a doctor in the military and my dad um, went to, to Ber UC Berkeley, got a master's and um, in bachelor's and then a master's in petroleum engineering. Worked for the federal government his entire career. And that was the mentality back then of you, you go to college, you, you get the degree, you go to work, you, you do your very best for 30, 40 years. You get your Rolex, you retire, you play golf uh, for other people. My dad never liked to play golf. And so when I, <laughs> you know, yes, I am adopted and, and I have my own DNA, right? When I decided that I wanted to go into sales, so that I could stay at home with the, my then two daughters while my husband was pursuing his master's degree. Um, I remember my dad saying, I told my dad, I called him, I was so excited. Um, I'm going to, you'll love this, Brian. I bet you didn't know this about me. I'm going to sell enough Tupperware that they buy me a van. I'm going to become an executive manager and, and, and they're going to buy me a van. And I remember my dad saying, no one is going to do that for you. That's not a thing. That is not going to happen. And he was, he was not trying to, you know, poke a dart in my dream balloon. He was trying to keep my feet on the ground and trying to protect me from what he thought was surefire failure on the horizon that that was not going to happen. But I remember it solidified a metal in my gut that I was like, stand back. You're going to get hurt because watch me. What, this is this is going to happen. And it did. And and I remember he was dumbfounded. I mean, it was just so far out of his realm of what he saw as possible, what he believed. And, and so when you thank you for sharing that story about your dad telling you to don't forget your roots. Um, yes, we want to take those beautiful gifts from the generations who have gone before. And what legacy are we leaving for our for our children, for our grandchildren, what what are we making possible with our lives? I mean, that's that's a that's a whole another thing to think about, right? Yeah, absolutely. I no longer sell Tupperware for anybody who's out there wondering about that. That's that is too funny. Did you get the van? Did they I give did? You I totally oh. did. Okay. Did yep, and it was it came at a very. Uh, very fortuitous time because I was, we were able to sell our other car so that I could pay my first husband's tuition so that he could continue his degree, his master's degree. And, you know, higher ed is not inexpensive. It, it is, it is time consuming. It is very labor intensive. It is uh, monetarily expensive. And, and so, yeah, I mean, and that just brings to my, wow, you know, have I put a price tag on my own dreams? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and my dream then, if you had told me that that I was going to go in to, first of all, mortgage lending, and then go and get my real estate license and then start teaching and speaking in real estate, that was 25 years ago. That, I, that was not only a different lifetime ago, that was a different version of me. That was a few different versions of me. Um, yeah, this, I will have a birthday in about six weeks and that'll be version uh, Cheryl 
<laughs> Ratchet it up a little bit every year, right? Yeah. Hmm? Well, I, I, I think it's rare that someone at, you know, 18 years old or something can see their future 20 years down the road. Cause you, you, you go a little bit down the road and you see the light comes on and you're in the darkness and you, you go another little path and go down that road and then go another. So the, you know, it's a, it's a tree, I guess it just builds on every little thing you learn. And I don't like, I don't have like when I used to, people would ask me, where do you see yourself in five years? I would panic because I didn't see myself anywhere in five years. That's still new thinking to me. And I hear it and it's still saying, ah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, my calendar's empty past two weeks. I don't know. So, you know, I guess you just learn, you, you train yourself to do different things and plan different ways. And then you can see further down the road, I guess, but. Absolutely. Uh, yes, yes. And yes, I need to write down all, all the awesomeness that's popping up for me. As you say that, um, first of all, is the hero's journey. I had never really heard of or studied the hero's journey until I started my journey to become a certified coach through the Academy for Coaching Excellence in April of 21. Holy cow. It's been almost three years. That's unbelievable to me. And um, the hero's journey was uh, written by a man by the name of Joseph Campbell. Great book, Hero with a Thousand Faces, The Hero's Journey. You can look it up. Um, and uh, you may not have heard of that, but most of us have heard of a little movie franchise called Star Wars. And I am a gigantic Star Wars fan. I'm one of the few people I know who has a room in my house dedicated to Ray from Star Wars. Um, but George Lucas actually partnered with Joseph Campbell when he was creating the Luke Skywalker, uh, Luke Skywalker character back in the 70s um, to go on the hero's journey. And we're not going to talk about that today. Maybe that we'll do that in a future episode. But there are 12 phases of the hero's journey. And whether you love Star Wars or not, um, uh, whether it's Harry Potter for you, whether it's Lord of the Rings for you, whatever you think about the hero and who they become in the process, they don't see the end from the beginning. Um, like you were just saying, Brian, they don't know. And so each of us is the hero in our own story. Um, so that leads me to, to a question that I love to consider. My mindset coach asked me this question when we very first started working together. And that is what two questions guide your life? I'll let you think about that for a second while I share mine with you. Um, the first one was pretty easy for me. The second one took a little bit more thought. Um, when he asked me, what two questions guide your life? The first one is who am I becoming? Every decision I make personally or professionally, I run it through the filter of who am I becoming as a result of this decision, this relationship, this fill in the blank, whatever it is, who am I becoming? And then the second one did eventually come to me uh, a little bit later as, as my mindset coach and I worked through that. And that is what legacy am I leaving? And, and I think about my, my grandparents and the legacy they left from my dad, my uncle and left for me and going back generations before. And that's not just money. That's not just an inheritance of, of dollars in a bank account or real estate or stocks or bonds or anything. It's the legacy of story. It's the, our, our family stories. It's the legacy of experience. It's the legacy of, 
of those wisdom fought hard lessons that we, that we learn that we pass down. Um, and, and I think about that kind of legacy and not just the monetary legacy and, you know, birthdays have a tendency to, to bring that out and just celebrated my oldest daughter's birthday and my oldest granddaughter's birthday last night. And, and so thinking about them on their journeys and, and the legacy that I'm leaving for them, it's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot to think about, right? Any, uh, yeah, I've given you a solid two minutes now to think about what two questions guide your life, Brian. Um, I don't know if I have two, but I, there's one that really stuck out. It's like, will it matter that I was here mm. down the road? There's this, this thing going through social media that says, in 50 years, people will, that you don't know, will live in the house that you built and all the things that you had, you know, you may not even get remembered anymore. Mm. The pictures on your wall will be faded or, or lost. Mm -hmm. And that it's almost a dark, I don't know, like, why am I even here if it won't matter in 50 years or so that I, I do think about that a lot. You know, when I leave this earth, will it have mattered to somebody and i hope so obviously you know you've got your kids and and you know you matter to them and you know that what well, at least you hope anyway right I hope, I hope i'm not I screwing them so. up too bad i mean i'm trying not to but i probably am in anyway but will it matter and i think was it steve jobs that said you know trying to make a dent in the universe uh -huh. i think that was attributed to him regardless of who it was it's still good it's like i'm trying to make a dent and we, you know, we all think we have something to leave behind or something to contribute. So I hope, I hope I do that every day in, in all that I'm trying to do and the growth I'm trying to have and to be an example to my kids to, to, to maybe do more, ask better questions earlier in life. So they aren't just grinding through and doing the, the normal thing that everyone else is doing, drowning like everyone else. Um, so I hope that they see that and go, Oh, dad. He reads a lot and he does his little podcast that we used to make fun of him for, but it gives him joy and he loves talking to people and sharing stories. And, and so, yeah, I told I, you, cause you know, your kids are watching, everybody's watching yeah. what you think and, and you want to, you want them to see your mistakes and your, you know, the whole process, the, the Gary V also talks about, you know, the process, enjoying the process, not necessarily the destination, but. Do you love doing this? Like this podcast, again, I've made 30 bucks that I don't even know how to cash out in five years, but I love it and I don't care. That's my, my goal is just to keep doing it. I don't have this massive goal of, I want all these followers and all, you know, I don't have that. I just love doing it. So I'm going to keep doing that. I don't want to screw it up and turn it into a job. Not that turning it into a job would be bad, but I, it, I've never really had a hobby till five, six years ago. I didn't do anything for me. Mm. I think. Wow. I, I, that's, that's something I would leave with people. Find something that fills your tank, whatever it is. Otherwise you will just get drained and then yes. be resentful. I wish I knew who I could attribute it to the quote, do what you love and the money will follow. Do what you love and the money will follow. And, and I, you know, you get good at it you get good at it enough. I think a lot of people expect that to happen in a much faster time frame than it does. And then they get discouraged and angry and frustrated. Um, don't do it because it's going to make you money. 
Uh, Brian, you're a beautiful example of that. Five and a half years into it, you've made $30. You're not doing it to make money. You're doing it because you love it. And that's, that's beautiful. Yep. That's, that's what I'm, yeah. It's a great thing. Uh -huh. I look forward to, I, I really look forward. I try to do one every Monday and I look forward to, to talking to people and, and, you know, being a guest, like, you know, for people like you is awesome. I love telling the story and reminds me why I do it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So your question number one that you came up with was, will it matter that I was here? That's a beautiful and valuable question. Any, any idea on that second question that guides your life? You know, uh, no, I don't, that's I don't okay. Really that's, 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 it took me a minute for my that one. Yeah. And I don't, maybe you don't need to have two, but that one is sort of all encompassing, you know, will, well, what I'm doing matter. So thinking about everything that I do with this, yeah, will it matter? Will it matter? I don't know if that gave you the answer you wanted, but I got one, not two. Yes. But, I, yeah. but I'll think about it. Maybe I'll get another one. Maybe you will. And anyone listening, we'd love to hear yours if you're listening, as long as you're not driving or on a Peloton, because we love you and care about you and want you to be safe and not die and not well, harm yourself or others. But when you get a minute... We would love to hear from you and love to hear what what one slash two questions guide your life, um, because that's a that's a beautiful, powerful, important thing to think about. Um, something that you said there, Brian, reminded me that um, along with everyone has a story, um, everyone has a gift. And the more we can discover what those gifts are and intentionally share them with others, I feel like that's a big part of creating a life that matters. Yeah. And I think, you know, we think of gifts, uh, oh, well, I can play the piano or I can, I'm a good at sports or we, we have to expand our mind to what gifts, what a gift means because uh -huh. it could be something that's a gift to you, I may not even recognize as a gift or and vice versa. Um, so just recognizing what that is and, and embracing, you know, maybe just the gift of listening to somebody. That's a beautiful gift. It's, it's a lost art in our it's world nowadays. Uh -huh. so. Yes. So many. And I don't want anyone listening to think, Oh, I don't have any. For any of you who just said that in your head, yes, you do. <laughs> and the sooner you can tap into it with joy and, and curiosity, and and sometimes we need to look to others temporarily to see what those are. And then when we can find it in ourselves, that's when the power is really ignited, when we find it in ourselves. The, the, the host of the Story Trek a TV show that inspired me. I had him on and he said something. He says, if you've breathed a breath of life on this planet, then you've got something, mm. you've got something to share. Huh? And that was powerful because again, we're in this world where like, who am I? I am nobody. Nobody wants to hear from me. I got nothing. We've all, I've said that a lot. Well, who cares? What, what is it? Cares what I think. But I care what do. you think. Some people do. And the old phrase, if you, if it affects one person for good, then you, then it's a success. Absolutely. It is. Yes, it is. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. And yeah. So, 
um, as we as we wind up our fabulous conversation, 150 episodes of conversations of, of helping people to share their story. Uh, right before we hit record, you were telling me a story of this amazing conversation that you had with one of your guests and something horrible that you realized. Oh, it was one of my my first interviews in my basement. There was a podcaster of a show called I Am Salt Lake, and he was he'd had I don't know even thousand episodes or something, and and he was a very good interviewer, and I was a little intimidated to have him on. And I finally got him on with this phenomenal conversation that it was just, he was so easy to talk to. And it made me put me at ease and made me a better interviewer as well. And at the end I said, Oh, Hey, guess what? I didn't hit record. All that wonderfulness was just gone. Ah! <laughs> Panic. So I've only done that once. So I always make sure that that's on, but we did it again and it was still good, but it, it felt a little more staged and rehearsed. Hmm. You know, and I back then I used to actually write questions out and have an outline to follow. And what I found was I was too focused on the next question and not listening to the answer. So I just scrapped that. I even had a list of words that I didn't want to say, you know, filler words, ums and kinda and sorta. And so I'd have that list put up just off screen and I'd be so hyper-focused on that that I'd still be doing it. So I just threw that out. I still want to try to get out of saying those, I want to kind of sort of, that's something I'm still working on, but yeah. And real conversations have real words and are, and it's not edited. It's not scripted. And, and I love what you said earlier, Brian, that we've, um, we've lost the art of, we've lost the art of listening to each other and it's a skill. It's it is hard. a skill and it's one that each and every one of us can commit to improving with the people that matter most to us and watch what happens in your life as you just lean into that one decision to be a better, more present listener changes everything. And you know, I, I do this and I'm good at it with my guests. I still suck at it with my family. And we think hey, this is a, this is a practice, you know, the, the proving ground right here in your house work on it with your family. Do I do that? Hmm. Sometimes they're my family, right? They'll always be there. Yeah. I'll practice later. Dumb. Oh, and believe me when I tell you that the day comes before you're ready for it, that that last one graduates from high school, gets married, and then all of a sudden you're like, what? Uh, you know, my whole life was dedicated to raising these fabulous humans. And now how dare they go off and live their own mm. lives? Oh, Rude. wait a minute. That is what I raised them to do. Yeah. Yeah. But when they do it, you don't want to, you, you don't want them to actually do it. We're just kidding. Come back. No, because my, my baby is almost 19 and he's six foot four and he's out in five months. So I'm looking at my wife and I are looking at each other. They're going, hmm, do I like you? Do we like each other? We got to figure something out here. See if, you know, if we, we want to hang out still. So yeah. you you dedicate your whole world to these little people that become big people. And of course, you still parent them when they're adults. That's a whole other animal and another podcast episode, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, it's all good. Wow. Okay, Brian. So how can everybody find you? Your podcast is Perish the Thoughts. 
And yeah, 150 episodes, that's that's no small feat. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I haven't been doing it for five years yet. So there's still hope for me. But you're doing a thousand other things. So you've got excuses. You have you have legitimate good excuses. Uh, yes. And my podcast is becoming more and more important to me. So I'm so grateful that you took your, your valuable time to share your thoughts with us today. Any final thoughts for our, our listeners and additional ways they can find you, reach out to you? Just the, the Paris of Thought podcast is, you know, how to find me and that's on social media. And then my real estate, that's, you know, Brian Parrish realtor, but I would say just do stuff, try stuff. Who stop listening to other people? Follow Gary V. That guy is phenomenal. And if you can get past his language, he's got a colorful, you know, colorful vocabulary, but his concepts are spot on. And he's like, don't listen to other people. It's not their life, it's your life. You don't listen to your parents, even. He often says to kids, don't go to school for your mommy. You know, if that's what you want to do, great, but don't do it because your mommy expects you to and, and you're wasting money doing stuff like that. Go live and try things. And if it doesn't work, try it again. That's, I love that counsel. And that's really, that's guided me. I love that. Um, along those lines, as we, as we wrap up, I went to an amazing restaurant in San Francisco, not far from where I was born, um, called Aliotos. Amazing um, seafood restaurant. And I was with, uh, two dear friends and my sweetheart. And there we are. And we we've ordered our round of drinks and the waiter asks, would you like to order any appetizers? And, um, one of my friends said, yes, we would love to have a platter of oysters. And I have had a lot of Botox in my life, Brian, but somehow my face registered what I was actually really thinking and feeling. I'm like, what? Oysters? Gross. Hard pass. And my friend looked at me and she said, you have to at least have your no thank you bite. And so when, and I had my no thank you bite and I nearly threw up in my purse, but that's not the point. The point is, as we are thinking about trying new things, you cannot be in both creation mode and edit mode at the same time. Try it. Have your no thank you bite. Whether it's country line dancing or writing poetry, whatever it is, try it first and see if you like it. And at least have your no thank you bite before you say, no, thank you. That's not for me. I have to, all I can think about is oysters and that's just snot in a rock. Yes. I knew so I liked gross. you. Yes. No. So gross. For anyone who actually loves oysters, just think of it this way. Brian and I are leaving more for you. So don't yes. be mad at us that we don't love them. Um, we've had our no thank you bite. And now, and if you love them, perfect way to make our point. Go out and eat all the oysters. Love yeah, them. It's okay. We can all still be friends. We can all still be friends. Yeah, yes, exactly. yes, we can. Amazing. Brian, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm going to, so my my uh, vision for everyone listening is that you think of your one slash two questions that guide your life and think of something that you're going to try this week. Don't put it off. Don't wait for someday. You know, someday is not a day in my calendar. Yeah, Think about when you're going to actually try this fun new thing and, and create joy and, and spaciousness and fun around it and see what that creates and what that sparks in your life. I like it. And the someday thing, that's just, that's the day between Sunday and Monday. Oh yeah. It doesn't oh. exist. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. Brian, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. It's been fun. Thank you. I love chatting with you. It's uh, I have more energy for the rest of the day now. Oh, right back at you, my friend. Okay, right. fa fabulous friends. You know someone who needs to hear this episode, so please don't hesitate to review us, share the episode, and definitely subscribe so that you get every episode as they download every Friday, plus all of our monthly bonus episodes. Until we meet again, friends, don't forget to be the magic that you create in your own life. Thank you all again for making it to the end. I want to once again thank our sponsors for this episode, the Legacy Group Real Estate and Gertson Clothing Company. Please visit their website at LegacyRealEstateUtah.com and Gertson.com. G-E-E-R-T-S-E-N.com. Thank you again for listening to The Parish The Thought Show. We know you have many podcast options and appreciate that you have chosen us. If you love what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. If you hate what you hear, only tell us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from The Parish the Thought Show.